0: Due to the graphic nature of this podcast, listener discretion is advised. This is a work of fiction that contains adult language, murder, and death that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. This is Everyday Death. It was early in the morning on the next Monday, the day I kept my shop closed. I parked my old pickup at a trailhead a mile or two from the high school. I grabbed the canvas backpack sitting on my passenger seat, filled with my kit, some other tools, water, and snacks. I didn't get out to do much hiking as I would have wanted, but it was pleasing to be outdoors. Jewel was safely in school for the day, so I didn't have to worry much about her following. Her directions here had been clear enough. I warned her against being deliberately vague, thinking I would get lost and have to bring her the next time. I was hoping she had been forthright with me. There was slight bird song from the wintering birds, and my breath puffed in front of my face. It had been a cold and wet autumn, and the snows would start soon. I was sort of surprised they hadn't already. Compulsively, I checked the knife at my hip again. It was clipped onto my belt, and realistically, it was used more to gather wild bark or plant cuttings than it had been for anything else, ever, really. Some grim part of my mind knew that I wouldn't be defending myself from a killer so much as just giving him something else to stab me with, but I pushed that part aside and tried to feel more secure in the fact that I was armed. Maybe I should have borrowed a hunting rifle or something. I saw the small trail off to the left of the main hiking trail. It was marked by a small graffiti tag. Orange spray paint stands out in the woods, kids, I thought, shaking my head at teenage secrecy. I followed it, stepping over down tree limbs and winding around bushes, the damp leaves on the forest floor cushioning the sounds made by my passing. I kept catching myself thinking that the girl must have come out here willingly. This was way too long of a walk to force someone or drag them. Whoever she had come out here with must have been someone she knew, someone she trusted, to have walked all the way in the dark to go, what, drink a beer stolen from a parent's fridge? Maybe smoke a joint? She must have been determined if her foot was hurting her, as Ian had confirmed, unless they had another way to the spot and she didn't have to walk this trail. I stumbled into a clearing, guarded by several large boulders. Behind those, the remains of a crudely built fire pit were found. Broken glass bits glittered in the light from the cold autumnal sun. Several logs were close around the fire pit, functioning as benches. Some of them even had been propped up on stones to keep them off the ground. This place had definitely been used for a long time. We had used a different spot when I was in high school, but then again, I had grown up on a farmstead outside of the town proper, so those of us from that area had our own world, even smaller than the one of the teenagers here in the town. I sat down on one of the raised benches, silently listening to the woods around me. I wanted to get a feel for the rhythm of the sounds here. I needed to know what was normal so that I could know if something was out of place. Breeze birds. Slight rustling from the leaves as squirrels dug about. A bit of noise from the river, just on the edges of my senses. Typical nature sounds, really. I dug into my kit and pulled out jasmine oil. Jasmine is used to heighten psychic awareness. It's not my favorite to put on my body. I tend to dislike florals. But where this girl was so recently deceased, I figured the boost wouldn't hurt. Cassie. Is that your name? Cassie? I reached out, trying to get a hold of this girl. I slipped deeply into the between, what some would call a middle-world journey or an out-of-body experience. Or, if you were Frankie, you would just call it bullshit. I could see her, standing on a deer trail, towards where the river was sounding. She was wearing leggings, boots, and a thick down jacket. Her blonde hair peeped out from under a pink beanie. There was blood on her face where it had poured out of her ears. There was some kind of bruising on her forehead and the palms of her hands. My breath caught in my throat. What happened, Cassie? I asked calmly. I don't know. The mouth of the specter didn't move. He did something to me with a knife. I couldn't see it. Her hand went to her forehead, and I knew that the bruising was just her memory of the pain. He hit me with something. I think a rock. I pushed my consciousness toward her. Who did? "'If I tell you, you won't believe me,' she replied, shaking her head. There was no sound that I could hear any more, and I knew that I was rather deeply away from my physical form. I had to be careful. "'Show me,' I pushed. "'Show me what you remember.' The entity looked at me, her eyes flat. They did not hold the spark of life in them anymore." I had seen plenty of things in the course of my life. None of the visitors ever held that spark of life in their eyes. They were flat and cold, eyes of the dead, even as spirits. The remnant of Cassie came closer and touched her finger to my forehead. Images came fast and disjointed, but the last thing she remembered of him came from when she was dying. It was... not what I expected. Not even a little. Tendrils of smoke-like shadow circled the head of a male figure. Eyes of red glowed from inside of the darkness. A forked tongue licked blood from human fingers, one encircled by a class ring of the local high school. The green gem obscured by a rivulet of blood. I broke off that memory hard. The entity of Cassie was face to face with me, her face the pale, bluish white of death. Despite what had been done to her, there was pity in her eyes, as she told me. He was not himself. Where are you? I asked aloud. In response, the entity at the head of the deer trail pointed down the gently sloping land. The river. Find me by the river. Then she was gone. I came back into myself, and sound started coming back. Breeze rattled bare branches, but the birds were quiet. Eventually, when I could hear the distant whisper of the river, I opened my eyes. Plunging my hands into the damp, cool earth, I steadied myself. I took a few good, deep breaths, and then dug water and some trail mix out of my bag. Those times stepping outside of yourself took a massive amount of energy, and so I made sure I had water and food in my stomach before I stood up to put the pack on. I was headed to the deer trail when I realized why the birds had stopped singing. There were footsteps coming up the path that I had followed to find this place. The boulders were between me and whoever it was. Thinking quickly, I found an evergreen and ducked behind it, just in time. A man strode into the clearing wearing a dark beanie, covered by the hood of his jacket. I could not see his face. My hand found the knife at my hip as my brain chanted in time with my heart, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. shit." Everyday Death is written and produced by Melissa Croft. I hope you are enjoying this story. If you enjoy what you are hearing, please subscribe to hear new episodes every Monday. Thank you for listening.